0: hi welcome to another episode of the lord's delight today we are going to talk about the lessons at least i learned from Naaman's story in the bible which is in second kings chapter 5 so who is this Naaman, and what was the problem and what actually was the story that happened if you look at second kings chapter 5 the bible says that Naaman was a commander of the army of king of Aram he was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the lord had given victory to aram so it's very clear he was not of judah or israel he's of aram he's highly regarded by the king and through him the lord had given victory to aram it also describes him as he was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Throughout the like Old Testament, when we see people with leprosy, we see them as like, you know, outcasts in the society and untouchables living outside the encampment. And But here is a guy who is highly regarded, valiant warrior, who has brought victory to his nation and his king. And he has leprosy. It was probably not a comfortable thing for him to work with other people. Okay, this is the context. What happens is Aram goes out and takes captive the army, a young girl from Israel, and what ends up happening is she serves as Naaman's wife's like servant. Lesson number one doesn't matter where God places you, if he gives you a word or helps you do some good, do it. This is a girl, so not even a woman. And she is from Israel, but she is with the enemy, guess what? She wants the good of her master. And she says, if only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. She was a slave. She didn't have bitterness. He didn't want to, she didn't want to like, you know, revenge or do bad. In fact, here, She wants the good of her master, Naman, to be cured of leprosy. There is a funny part. So Naman, I mean, yes, before the funny part, the good thing is he takes this seriously. He didn't... Lesson number two. The first one is, where God has placed you, irrespective of situations, if he is calling you to do good, do it. Number two, Naman, this valiant warrior takes this girl seriously he didn't discard her as a slave or say hey what do you know like he takes the words of this little girl seriously and actually goes and talks to his king so point number two irrespective of who some advice comes from take it to god do not discard because of the person who is giving you the counsel and so nama is going on telling his the king hey um i need to get cured and this girl is saying about this prophet and you know what the letter like he's sending a letter to the king along with naaman so that naaman gets cured right the funny part comes now the king of israel reads the letter and it tore his robe tore his robes and said am i god can i kill and bring back to life why does this fellow send someone to be cured of leprosy to me see he is going to pick a quarrel with me there was no mention of the prophet in the letter That's the funny part, right? So, important details missing in this communication. So, the king is thinking, oh, he's trying to pick a fight with me because you can cure leprosy. That's impossible. But, guess what? God is in control. Even if, this is the lesson number three, even if key things are missing and humans are like messily communicating... When it is of God, it will happen in the right way. Because Elisha, the man of God, heard this and he's saying, Why have you torn? Like send him. There's a prophet in Israel so he'll know. So the next point is, he doesn't even go see Naaman when he comes. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sends a messenger. So Naaman being used to commanding respect, the next lesson is, he feels insulted. So what he he doesn't want to receive this word of healing. What he says, he went away angry and said, I thought he would surely come out to me, stand and call on the name of his Lord, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. So Naaman had something in mind. He was very clear. Okay, this guy will come like and then like you know sort of when called he's used to commanding respect so he was expecting a certain thing he'll come and wave it'll disappear he'll go back happy no but guess what sometimes when we pray the answers come not in the ways we think it comes in very unexpected ways and we need to be open to that the next lesson is the people you surround you with okay so the people that he went with they are telling him because he thinks hey reverse in my country is better why should i do this blah 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 and he turned off and went in rage but naaman's servants went to him and said my father if the prophet had told you to do something great would you not have done it how much more than when he tells you wash and be cleansed they are providing the logic and common sense for naaman they are asking him if the prophet had asked you to do something insane go war with that country and win and bring back somebody's crown or something you would have done it so his servants are telling him how much more when he asks you to do a simple thing can you not just go bathe in this river and be cleansed shouldn't you just try this and the people you surround yourself with need to point you in the right way, not to drive you away from God. They really wanted the good of of their master. And you know what happens? He did it. He went down, dipped himself in the Jordan seven times. Lo and behold, you know what happens? His flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. The next lesson is obedience, people. When God says something which has, which makes no sense, go do it. It's a lesson for me, you, everybody. Leprosy, it didn't make sense that, oh, he has taken bath numerous times in his life. To go dip in a river seven times and he'll be like, how will that make me clean of leprosy? Because it is in the power of the word that God gave Elisha then he goes back to the man of God and his attitude is completely changed because he knows that impossible has happened he says now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel please accept now a gift from your servant and Elisha is very clear he's like nope I, even Naman urged him he refused and then he gets some earth like to take back so that he can make burnt offerings on the soil from here. Look at this heart of Naman. This is the most beautiful part. He says that, May the Lord forgive your servant for this one thing. When my master enters the temple of Raman to bow down and he is leaning on my arm, I bow there also. When I bow down in the temple of Raman, may the Lord forgive your servant for this. He knows his duty that he needs to help his king walk And holding on to him, the king walks and when he bows down, he says, automatically I'll have to bow down. But let the Lord forgive this for me. Have we thought of things, little things that we do in which we actually abandon or betray God? You know, I also say stuff like this. Oh my God, I would never do something like Peter did or, you know, flee, run off but it's not just in the big things like that right nobody's asking you in today's world to thou shalt betray then only you come eat no i mean in except in a few other places where people are being persecuted for their faith but here he is very clear that lord god who healed him is god then he says in the temple of ramon i have to do this because of the king let the let god forgive me for that because That is not, does not mean I'm bowing down to that particular God thinking he is God. Such a beautiful heart. He's telling God in upfront, this is not something that I'm doing so that I'm actually acknowledging that there is another God. It's part of my duty because I need to take the king in. And then Elisha says, go in peace this is such a beautiful story and yes i want to stop here because the second there's a little bit more to it where Ghasi goes and like sort of gets the leprosy as a curse in the rest of his family but that only teaches us don't be greedy and sometimes when god says no it is a no and you go around it this is a generational curse that because of that one act of Gahasi you know what happened the word he received was Naman's leprosy will cling to you and your descendants forever. It's this one act of disobedience and like lying cost the whole generation of Kehasi Every like the whole generation was cursed with leprosy. So obedience, not lying, is very important to God in fact i think that's his love language okay so these are some of the lessons from naman's life hope this encourages you challenges you and edifies you and keeps you holding on to god no matter what okay then i'll talk to you guys next week bye